The financial needs of a business go beyond tax and attest services. That's why CTBK goes beyond accounting services and offers outsourced solutions through their affiliation with CFO Solutions Plus. These additional services allow clients to focus on their operational and long-term strategic goals. Trust CTBK's outsourced solutions to provide cost-effective, value-added financial services tailored to your company's needs. Call CTBK at 716-630-2400. Again, 716-630-2400. Or go to ctbk.com to learn more about CTBK's outsourced solutions. Welcome to another edition of Tim Graham and Friends brought to you by CTBK, CPAs and Business Consultants. I am Tim Graham here with Jonah Bronstein of uh, the new Bronstein Times. And uh, we're going to discuss an event that I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it seems pretty cool. And uh, I wanted to bring in uh, the two men behind it uh, to discuss it, uh, Mark Capola and Gerald Beverly, uh, they are going to talk about, and make sure I get it right. I mean, you guys are going to plug it. I, I know that you don't need to, uh, but it is Buffalo Cold Rush and 5 million followers, <laughs> social media followers and Harlem Globetrotters style basketball and guys dunking uh, because you better come and see them in person because people don't believe when they see them on TikTok that they can do this stuff. Uh, all right, Mark, Gerald, tell us, tell us what people can see. And uh, if actually seeing it in person will uh, make believers out of them. So I'll start really quick. Everything you said was exactly right, except for one small thing. I would say this game Although it's kind of a street ball, street ball style like Harlem Globetrotter, it's going to be a competitive game, and the guys are going to get after it. So, you know, sometimes you see the all-star games, and they're kind of just not playing defense, and they're just like kind of watching, and then the last five minutes they start to heat up. I anticipate that when the game actually starts, it's going to have like uh, a high energy to it. In the beginning, it's going to be competitive. With the things you just said, though, we have an insane amount of athletes that are going to be like – at this, which um, if you just go across the board, we have some sick dunkers across the area. And then, Gerald, you can go from there. Um, I mean, you hit it pretty much on the head. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go with the Harlem Girl Charter vibe. I mean, as fun as they are, but we, we're not going to be doing the tricks and the dancing and the throwing Pete water on people type stuff, as fun as that could be. But now nah, we wanted a serious game, really <laughs> have, a good, have a good time. This is more um, dunk contest, but with basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was remiss for not giving the uh, the formal introductions to everybody. Now, Mark Capola, you, you know the name uh, because uh, he was a star at Williamsville South, uh, a bunch of records, uh, and then went on to Damon. And, you know, Gerald Beverly, uh, he's uh, from Rochester. He also played at Damon and has been uh, uh, making uh, a name for himself in Japan for, well, you've been playing internationally for what? Five, six years? Six years now. Yeah. Um, and uh, yep. coming yeah. back to uh, to give to the community and, and to, and to uh, showcase an event uh, here in Buffalo. Um, but what are the details of the event? How can people check it out? 
So the event is going to be at St. Mary's um, at 7 o'clock, the high school in Lancaster. If you want to get pre-sale, it's going to be $15, but it's going to be $20 at the door. If you can't make it, we also have Western New York Athletics doing the live stream. So you can also purchase the live stream on our website, www.buffalocoldrush.com. So I think you should come to the actual event, though, because I think we're trying – hopefully the energy is, uh, is going to be high and the game's going to be competitive. That's what I would recommend, and hopefully that gets through to the live stream as well. Who are some of these players, some of these, uh, you know, big names with, with large social media followings? Yeah, okay, so let's just start with the other team because we've uh, – like I've talked to Tim before, we were kind of – it ended up being like Buffalo versus the rest of the guys. So I'm sure you guys know some of the guys from Buffalo, but I'll do the other guys that maybe you don't know so much about. So at the one, they have YPK.Ray, and he does, like, these crazy dunks. He's five foot eight, and he can do, like, a windmill. Um, he can do tomahawk dunks. And he does, like, a bunch of skits on uh, TikTok, which is why he's really popular. Uh, then you have Jack Woodruff. He's from – or he goes to school in Vermont. Not exactly sure where he's from, but he does, like, these most unbelievable trick shots from, like, I don't know if you guys seen the viral videos where people shoot from, like, 20 feet, put it between their legs, like, 10 or 15 times, and then, like, throw it above their their head and makes it. Um, I haven't actually seen him play basketball, but I've just seen his videos go viral. Our biggest star of the whole event is One Foot God. Um Jonah, you might know who he is just from being in the basketball community, but he travels across the country just strictly to do dunk contests. And the stuff that he's able to do is like, it's better than the NBA dunk contest. It really is. If you check out his Instagram, he's got over, what is it, G, 200,000 followers? Yeah, dude's a freak. freak. I'm, I'm, I'm not mistaken. I'm, I, I need a fact check. If I'm pretty sure he's the guy that 2K goes to to do their dunk animations. He does. Yeah, pretty like that's so. If that's not a, if that's not a plug right there, I don't know what it is. That's pretty big time. Yeah. So the two K, the NBA two K, like the dunk, yeah. the big video game. They, so they, if anybody plays NBA two K, yes, and you dunk, <laughs> whether you're using Kareem or <laughs> Clyde Drexler or yeah, he's LeBron, like, he probably had a hand. This guy, in the it's this guy is doing. Yeah. That's his body. Doing yeah, it. that's his. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. I've seen Gerald's dunks, and if he's impressed, then this guy must be getting really high up. There. I mean, I, I just, I'm a power dunk. I just jump high and just dunk. <laughs> this guy can do tricks and throw all his legs and all this. But like, it's, it's insane. Like, it's really jaw dropping. I'm, I'm personally excited that I, I hope, I kind of uh, selfishly hope G might get dunked on. For yeah. the first, I've never seen it before. So, <laughs> I'm just, those two guys, me at the rim, could be uh, high flying action right there. That's a great friend right there, right? Wait, another <laughs> one. <laughs> Are we going to see Gerald matched up with Andrew Cisco at all? Because that's something I think some Damon people might want to see. Oh, no, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Jeez, you started off. What do you think about this matchup? It's kind of fun. Let's play into it. Yeah, I, yeah, Cisco's going to be playing. I mean, we've. I mean, we never I, – I, I played against Cisco multiple times throughout the years. Ever since he got the Damon, every time I come home from overseas, we usually match up at some way, shape, or form. And, you know, Cisco always talks this talk. But he's, he's – it's going to be fun. Like, it's no big deal. I might have – I've dunked on him once or twice, but he's gotten me with moves a couple times before, and he's also gotten a lot better over the years. So it's always a fun matchup with him. 
um, so Tim, just to give you a little reference to, is we always had this biggest joke, like who's the best player in, at Damon history. So obviously Gerald is by far number one. And then Cisco comes right after breaks all of his records. So I still think Gerald might be a better player. Cisco's about to come back for like his his seventh year. Yeah, if you know, you're, or his, yeah, he'll be he'll be and he, and he still has four more years of eligibility after that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's easy to break the records when you get fourteen years of eligibility. <laughs> yeah, that's only that argument. You can't you can't knock the kid. The kid's obviously an absolute beast and stuff. I mean, he yeah, he broke all the records and stuff, but he didn't catch my one, which is blocks, which I don't think anyone is touching. So I'm that's the one record. I, I was cool with rebounds getting broke, points getting broke. That's fine. That's good. But if anyone beats my blocks record, then I'm Mike Rock. But whatever that. <laughs> Any uh, role for Coach Mike McDonald? Um, I, I mean, I hope he can <laughs> play. <laughs> referee something. I mean, he's got to have almost like he's got to have some sort of role in this. If I know Mike, he's probably trying to convince Andrew not to play. <laughs> well, yeah, but these guys are playing basketball anyway, right? Uh, yeah. They're going to be playing pickup games. Agreed. That's my whole point. Because, you know, I taught or caught a coach with him. So I know uh, how like funny he gets about this stuff. And I tell him all the time, like people play pickup all the time. Like what's the difference if it's an actual, you know what I mean? An event or something. So. He hasn't said anything to me, but I just know deep down that he's probably like, Cisco, he could get like, hurt. but I'm like, you get hurt at any pickup game, you know what I mean, in the entire world. So I'm not going for that. I'm guessing that you guys have looked into it because the social media aspect of this event is so, yeah. uh, it seems in- integral. It's, it's very much incorporated into this event. What do you expect to happen on social media in terms of, getting this trending or, you know, I'm, I'm more familiar with Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, not so much TikTok. I mean, I'm almost 50. Uh, maybe that's, maybe that's part of it, but what do you expect to happen on Thursday night? So what I think what's usually what happens in the TikTok game, it's obviously kind of newer and I had to get myself integrated with it, but pretty much if it, if the, if it gets hot in the terms of like people start talking about it, I think the um, people are going to start wanting to tune in, but it's really going to depend on, um, you know, if they actually want to see the guys from Buffalo versus the guys from them. And then it's just kind of, you can't really predict it because it's, it just, uh, it depends on the day, you know, sometimes events take off like this and then, other times, something it gets lost in the shuffle. So you kind of got to get a little bit lucky. But I personally think not so much from the live stream, but I think the post content of this event is going to be unbelievable for the city of Buffalo, especially because it's going to put all of us on the map, you know, because all of their followers, they'll be like, wait, where was this event? What happened? And then you got to remember, too, this is our first annual event and we want to make it an annual thing, too. So I think each year we can get bigger and bigger with bigger names and more hype, obviously, you know, so. Cause people will be sharing clips of these, yeah. of, of this <laughs> event, you know, next week, the week after, I mean, that's the beauty of social media. Yep. Um, is there um, a rhyme or reason to a Thursday night? Because I think at least when it comes to uh, the business world and, and, the, and online publishing, which I'm very much involved in, 
anything from anything between Friday and Sunday, which is typically when sports happen, uh, it just everything tails down. So is this is this uh, was this time and date chosen to maximize? Yep. Yeah, so originally, that's a good point you made. We were going to do it Saturday, and then um, Emeka mentioned it to me. He's like, maybe we do it Thursday. And then I started thinking about it. And like you said, so I'm like, all right, who's going to come to our event? It's going to be younger kids, right, in high school. And I figured this is AU season. So, and thankfully, a bunch of kids are going to a tournament in Atlanta, and they're leaving on Friday. So that right there, we would have lost, like, a big audience just from – AU alone and then I figured families during the summer are going to be traveling on the weekend and stuff so like I feel like Thursday would be a great night um, especially after the 4th of July week it's usually lax in the work environment and the corporate culture so that's kind of why we went with Thursday night. You, know, you mentioned Emeka I wanted to ask you guys about him um, played around here locally at CSAT and then at I think North Country Community College and, and a good player but I didn't realize until I started looking at, at the promotional materials you were putting out He's a big deal in this viral <laughs> basketball space. How did he kind of go from being a, a local player that not a lot of people knew about to a national basketball name? Yeah, Gerald, you want to take this one? Uh, Mike blew up from – what was his video? He showed me it once. He blew up the from like, – Yeah, a, car, a, car, a random carnival video. I, forget, I think he was just playing some random game, and I don't know what the premise of what happened to the it. The one where you put the wiffle ball and it hits the – and, and you know, like the scam guys, like yeah. when he hits off the wall and you have to make it in the basket underneath, but you can never do it. I don't know if oh, you've seen that at the car. Okay. Yeah. I've never made the oh, shot. This was like the original video that blew him up. And he even says it like, yeah, he just posted it for the heck of it. And the next thing, thing he knows, he's like, his follower count is just skyrocketing through the roof. And I mean, now he's just kind of taken it off, taken off from there when he's just met all these other great creators. And he, he took, a he took a turn from like just a random carnival thing and went more toward basketball stuff. And like, obviously the kid is, and he's gotten a lot better. Like me and Mark known him, like he used to come to Damon basketball camp and he was, he used to be the camp's kind of like little whipping boy, honestly. Like everyone yeah, used to, as a ref, like, nobody like, liked his referee. Yeah. yeah we, like everybody used to make fun of his refing and all type of stuff. But I mean, then I come home one summer and then this kid is like, a foot taller and more athletic dunking and he's just he's become an amazing basketball player all, like throughout all of this I mean it's awesome to see like the kid's really grown up and he's taking this TikTok thing real serious and he's met all these other great creators and put us and he's all and he's helped us along the way tremendously like we're really thankful to have him with us man what are some dunks that you've seen from the people uh, who are going to be there on Thursday night can you explain some or maybe ones that you look at and say impossible or, you know, that this is, uh, you know, that, the, that you're looking forward to see in person and can you describe them? Can you give us a little mental picture as to how they work? Yes. I would love to take this one because there, first of all, there's like two or three that are unbelievable. The one foot God has about three dunks that I don't know how it's even like the physics are possible. The one he takes off from right before the um, free throw line, he puts the ball between his legs, and then in midair, he twists his whole body. So while from that far distance, and then he dunks it that way. And then he has another one from the baseline where he tosses the ball up, he puts it under between both of his legs, and then comes up around like this and dunks it too. And it's almost like he's floating in midair. And you can really appreciate like the slow-mo version. 
And what I'll say with Gerald's dunks and Emeka, they've developed this connection. I don't know if you guys remember, have you seen that video that went viral with uh, when Trey Young threw the off the backboard alley-oop to John Collins? Yeah. Right before that happened, like three days before, we posted a video. Mecca did that to Gerald in a game, and he dunked it, and we did it twice, and the video went viral on TikTok, like right before. time I saw they shared that one. Yeah. Yeah, gonna, yep, uh, overtime I'll, shared that I'll, one. So – like right, and then all of a sudden the Trey Young one happened, and it was like, wow, that was really cool that we did that in game, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like that. And then the NBA did it, and everyone went crazy about the dunk, you know. Let me ask guys about another player I see on the roster, local kid Masai Graham, junior oh. at Tapestry. I mean, I don't know, you, you guys have been around and seen a lot more players than I have, but I've never seen a high school player jump like he has. Johnny Flynn, Paul Harris were. Tremendous athletes, but I've never seen a high school player around here. I don't think he's related to Tim, but maybe, maybe <laughs> not know they are. But from your perspective, I mean, how impressed are you with his leaping ability? So Gerald has never – you've never seen Messiah, right, yet? Uh, I, was over, I was in Japan when he came through Cold Rush. So he came, I think it was in December, and I have this, like, younger guy that comes a lot. His name's Shadow Gavin Johnson, eighth grader. Loves basketball. He's, like, at our gym all the time. He wants to be really great. So, he keeps telling me, he's like, Mark, Mark, there's this kid. He's got a 40-inch vertical. He's 6'6", and he wants to come. And I'm looking at him, like, because, you know, sometimes kids exaggerate all this stuff. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, Gav, like. And then he keeps telling me, keeps telling me. I'm like, fine, bring him to a, a game. So, he came, and I was just like, I went up to him. I was like, how old are you? And he's, like, uh, 17. And I'm, like, what? Like, I thought he was uh, – he's built, like, a, a grown man, too, already. And I don't think – and this is not a knock on him. I still don't think he really knows how to play basketball. And I think once he learns, he's going to be, like – he could be one of the best, like, rebounders in the country. And <laughs> like, I tried to steer him towards football, which is why – uh, he, not a bad call either. I mean, my, as my son, I said, "Look, you're this is a football <laughs> household." And uh, no, I don't want to insult his family by saying that I have any any DNA involved here. There's no bloodlines. He's going to be a Division One basketball player, but I think if somebody yes. someday steered him towards track, he could be an Olympic high jumper. He really he floats in the air. Yeah, I, that's and so I'm really excited to see. And then the other guy on our team, uh, Jagger, I, I, th- I call him Jag, but uh, Jag Martino. Niagara Wheatfield. Yeah, he's an amazing dunker too. So, like, we have three guys that are have, like, poster, like, material. And then Casey Sheehan as well. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously. Yeah, like Casey Dunk. I remember that. Yeah, and he. so I'm excited for him to be more of a playmaker. And you can kind of see his point guard skills. But I think he's going to bring everyone together. And I think it's going to be a really, like, just a fun game, you know, and really intense too, which I love. Would it be the highlight? Now, this is like the the guy. Like I said, I'm almost fifty. Yeah. Look, they're not, and let's not let's not pretend that everybody on here totally gets social media because it is kind of a whimsical thing. Um, but is there a social media way to trump that if your uh, one of your plays makes it onto SportsCenter's top ten? Is there- I'm guessing that that's the pinnacle, right, for a show for a show like this, or is there something in social media that's even bigger than that? I would say, I guess, Sports Center top ten would be one. Um, 
I think our recent biggest one is, and you guys have known, House of Highlights is a monster. They have how many millions of followers do they have? Do you guys know? Like, three something to say? Like a lot. I thought it was like close to over 30 million following. And we made a video go on there, and that just blew up our page as well, too. So I would say, to your point, though, it's probably ESPN, the platforms, like along with their TVs, their socials, everything that would probably be a, a pinnacle of the top, like social media. Um, and if not them, what was cool is when our, fir- our other video blew up. Like Shaq commented on it, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal. So, like, the kids were sending stuff to us and said, hey, Shaq thinks that's a travel too, you know? So that was cool. Yeah, getting on in- inside the NBA probably is bigger than yeah. sports. Now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. you get uh, Barkley and Shaq and Bernie Johnson talking about it wouldn't be the worst thing. No, not at all. How did you guys get into this content creating space um, from? Because I think you started this cold rush as a – personal yep. training, basketball skills training type business, right? Yeah, I would say uh, we definitely evolved from it. Like, I never thought I would go this route, but honestly, I, I think it's a lot more fun. I, we, I enjoy my day a lot more. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. I still, like, miss the coaching. And, um, you know, G's here for the summer, so he gets a dose of it. But it's a lot if you do a year-round training. You know what I mean? It kind of gets repetitive in a way. So, I feel like we've kind of pivoted a little bit into more of a having fun and um, entertainment um, sector, I guess. And our pickup runs is kind of where our value is. And that's where we've uh, grown the most. And that's what they, the kids love, you know. And I think it's a lot of coaches I've heard have been complaining that they think too many kids are doing training, even though I'm doing it, you know. But I think it's important to do a little bit of, of both, you know, like I think you should be playing a lot with your friends and I think we're providing a, a platform and opportunity to do that as well too. But again, I come from a coach's like background. So you know how coaches and trainers usually have a uh, like butting heads mentality. Right. So I can kind of get both sides of the, of the spectrum there. It seems like this dovetails a lot with NIL and, and maybe yeah. the new landscape of college basketball in a way. Yeah, I, that's what – and I think – I'm sure you guys have seen what Barcelona is doing, but I think it's, like, the smartest thing in the entire world that they're just – they're essentially creating a big agency for themselves, you know, by having all these players just be associated with their brand that one of them gets, like, a big contract, and I'm sure, you know, they're going to have first, like, dibs or first crack at it, and it's a great marketing strategy as well, in my opinion. Gerald, I've talked to a lot of baseball players who have gone on to play in Japan. Uh, what's it like as a basketball player there? I know that there's a lot of cultural issues. I don't want to say issues because that makes it sound like there's a problem, but you have to deal with culture and the. it's kind of weird because the fans are so polite. And I know that <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. That's so funny. There's big, there's big, uh, you know, about chanting and there's all oh, kinds yeah. of like, I've, I've been to Korean baseball games. I mean, I'd say it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to immerse yourself into. Uh, how oh, long yeah. did it take you to get used to? I mean, well, the first thing to getting used to was the time difference. Honestly, the jet lag was a whole nother beast. But um, compared to Europe, yeah, Japan is – you you hit it right on the head. The, the, the fan base, they are the most polite people ever. Like, I've dunked on another team's player, and their fans clapped for me. And, like <laughs> – you would think you would get some booze and some heckling and stuff like, no, they're just like, Oh, oh well done. And they don't, 
yell and scream and jump up and stuff. They will stay seated the whole time and just clap politely, which is cool and stuff. And they give you gifts and stuff after games and everything. They're very polite people. But it was a lot of adjustments. That's the way the game is played over there, the level of talent, um, like Jap- how Japanese players play, language barriers and stuff like that. Uh, I will say this. Um, in the second league in Japan, is probably the, the, mo- the worst roughing I've ever experienced in my life. Like, now don't get me wrong. Like, I know everyone said ref, all refs are bad, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, but I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but no, this was awful. What's like, an example? They fall for flopping a lot. Like, if you get a, a Japanese player masked up with an American, if that Japanese player, like, you give that Japanese player, like, a little tiny type of bump and he flops, fouls on you, going the other way. Um, uh, they they don't call travels on uh, Japanese players a lot when they like say you're swinging the ball. Japanese players have this tendency to catch it and hop, and then take a step and dribble. Okay, nine times out of ten here, that's a travel. They never call it. And so, if there's a Euro step, then shouldn't there be an Asian step? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want to call it because <laughs> that's exactly because they, they they all get that extra step. I mean, they call like the refs just call. There's the refs don't have any sense of tempo like or control to the game like you know they just will call everything like and they they have no problem giving your american player or start like your key guys four flowers in four fouls in five minutes like you know like you know sometimes like i mean like back in college and stuff like that you know if you're the better player sometimes the refs can be a little lax with you and stuff like you know but they will call every single thing and it just gets very frustrating i average 4.5 fouls a game you fall out of five this year like it was it was not fun it was a lot it took me some adjusting and stuff and like that's probably like the biggest knock on the league don't get me wrong like the players were cool like other teams in school the organization was great I'm going at, I'm actually going back to the team I played for but it's like I, I now know <laughs> what to expect as far as how the refing is going and stuff the so. refs aren't as polite as the fans uh, doesn't sound like they're, no. They're polite. They just won't listen to you. Like if you try nice. to, and, that's, and then that's the other thing. Like, and if you try to say something to you, especially if if you're an American because they can't understand us. If I go like, dude, that was not like something like, or something like some like if you come at them in some type of aggressive or frustrated way, tech. Oh, and you also can't smack stuff like if you miss a shot and say you like hit the back of the, you know, hit the basket, like that, that, uh, that padded part of the basket, like smack it or something like that, you'll get a tech for that. Uh, you can't show emotion. If you, come out the, if you come out the game and maybe you're frustrated and you like smack the chair or something like that, technical foul. Like it's just, yeah, it's, 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 it just takes some getting used to. But All right. it's, country. it's fun. What's it like living over there and being a pro ball player in Japan? Do you get recognized out in public a lot? Or? Um, I got recognized probably more in Italy, actually in the city. Uh, me and Mark lived together in, in Brescia because I think the fan base was just a lot more in tune with the team compared to the team I was on this year. But, I mean, it, it's just just getting used to the Japanese culture, like I, uh, the city life, you know, like, they, we had a, we had a driver. We didn't get cars. Usually we get a car whenever I signed with a team, like they had a guy drive us around everywhere we needed to go for games and stores and stuff like that. Um, and just like, just getting used to, to like, just overall, just the culture, like taking your shoes off when you enter a gym or certain restaurants and stuff like that. You mean, uh, 
like uh, bowing like when you meet people in Portland, like just being super respectful to like people in power. And so it's, it's just, it's, it's a whole learning curve. Get, granted, they're lax with the American players because they know we don't know uh, certain things, but it, it's, it's a, it was definitely a learning experience. How much of a learning experience was it to work for Mark Cuban, Mark? Um, Is it tougher <laughs> than having to learn how to play in Japan? No, he, he oh, was yeah. honestly like the best person to work for. He and he really is like a humble guy. And I always tell this like funny story because so he comes and he, you know, if you've seen the videos, he does like his pregame shooting. So like we were the guys that would rebound for him. And he came for training camp and he would shoot. And all of the other guys that were like around me were scared to talk to him. But I'm like, yo, this is like I love Shark Tank. This is like if it was one organization in the world, it would really be if NBA team, it would be probably the Knicks just because I'm from New York or the Mavericks because I love Cuban. So I'm literally like, you know what? No one's around him. I'm just going to go up and introduce myself. And so I did. And he was really nice. He was like, where are you from? And then he goes, where'd you go to school? And I go, Damon College. He goes, oh, Damon College. I go to those basketball games all the time, like being sarcastic because he's never heard of it. So, <laughs> but I always tell everyone. Mark Cuban now knows has heard Damon College before. So, <laughs> who, who are you taking the shootout, Mark Cuban or Joe Licata? <laughs> Joe Licata, but Mark Cuban, I'm, it, it can shoot, man. He's a, uh, I would say, he's older now, so he can't, and it's harder. The NBA line's far, so he can't shoot like above the break, really. But now, what he does, he goes to eat the right and the left corners, just like Joey. <laughs> <laughs> But Is, yeah. Would Mark Cuban make a good 3D player? Uh, he doesn't play defense, so no. <laughs> uh, He's like, like a – he'd be like a European player. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he can really – he can shoot it, though, and he's uh, he's really funny as well, too. But uh, I, I've, n- I have nothing but good things to say about him. And I even – during this event, I actually emailed him to help us, and he redirected – and he actually responded to me. And he redirected us to this big account, NBA memes that he helps run to help cross promote. They didn't respond to me, but at least he, you know, took the time out of his day to respond, you know, and uh, I thought that was still cool too. Uh, What else do we have to say about this event, uh, Mark and Gerald? Uh, Uh, I'm not. Not too much. I just think this is going to be a really fun time. I just hope we – I'm hoping for a good turnout. Um, we'd love to see a lot of people come out and support. Uh, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. I think it's – like I said, it's our first year doing this, so we're not really sure what to expect. But I just, want, I just want to see Buffalo show out and show that passion and stuff they show with all the other sporting events. And I think it will be a good time. Yeah. It's going to be Thursday, July 8th at 7 p.m., St. Mary's of Lancaster. You can uh, watch it in person. Uh, tell us more about the tickets, uh, Mark. Uh, once, once again, uh, $20 in advance, 15 at the door? No, uh, sorry, the opposite. So it's going to be $15 in advance, oh. $20 at the door. Right, right. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. That'd be, that'd be silly. Uh, no, you're going to charge people <laughs> if they buy early. I kind of um, like that strategy, though. Maybe we'll start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, man, this social media marketing is all backwards. Uh, and then you can uh, watch it on live stream at uh, Western New York athletics. Um, but as we said, from the beginning, this is one of those events that's meant to be seen in person. Yeah. That's the whole point. Uh, you've been able to watch these guys dunk on your computer screens and on your phones 
uh, whenever you want. So why, when they're just down the road, would you sit at your computer and, and do it again when you can go down and check it out in person? Um, Mark Capola, Gerald Beverly, Damon Grates, Andrew Cisco. Sorry, asterisk, <laughs> asterisk all over Andrew Cisco's accomplishments because of uh, all the extra time he gets to spend at Damon. <laughs> Um, uh, we'll hear about that later. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for doing this and coming on and, and talking about your event. Um, it sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it's, this is one of those things where people are going to be talking about it, retweeting it, reposting it yeah. uh, uh, for, for days and weeks. And, and, cool. uh, and Tim, I want to mention one last thing, because I've been waiting and waiting forever to meet you and say this and i figure what better way in the air Uh oh i no no this is good i am a hundred percent with you with the dante whitner beef because i also (laughs) i also felt very disrespected when he came in buffalo and i was on him and he blocked me on twitter as well so i think we have that bond in common and uh I, I just want, always wanted to say that uh, I had your back on that. So, Dante's something else. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say it. I'll say it right here. He's a bad guy. Love it. Thank you. He's a bad guy, and, I, and I'm, I'm not I'm saying, saying that, that too, people, man. You're a bad guy. I'm saying people. It. People are probably saying, "Ah, here's Tim being sarcastic," and you know, we, you know, we're talking to Dwight Gooden, and I'm telling him that he he's never had a trophy like this that I got here on my. You know, I'm talking about Mark Cuban being weird, you know, whatever. I'm just having fun. But I say this, Dante Whitner is a bad guy. Let's go. So, gee, yeah, he did, he disrespected our town. But I'll, 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 let, I'll educate GM what happened. Disrespected yeah, I'm, I'm ignorant people. Is, I don't know what's going on, what happened here. <laughs> specific people. He hoodwinked a local journalist just, to, for, just for sport. <laughs> uh, gave him gave him a bad scoop that the guy went with, and then he did a one eighty just to just to make the guy wrong. So yeah, went went after a, a Buffalo sports legend's family. Yeah, man, just a real dildo. So yeah, <laughs> Tim, you'll love what I did though too. How I got blocked every uh, every day when, when he said that about Buffalo, I tweeted a link at him of him missing the, the, uh, sh- the tackle against the Ravens when they lost in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he didn't like that one too much. So, but yeah, so I had to deal. Was he, was he making fun? Maybe I'm getting him and somebody else mixed up. Was he making fun of Buffalo for lo- you're going to lose your team to Toronto? Was that what it was? Yeah, or, or, I don't know. I forgot. Like that. That. I just remember I was very, see my anger still there from, uh, you went after Daryl Talley. Yeah. Buffalo Bills fan, man. I, yeah. Was, just anger still there. So. When I meet well, him, I'll tell him that too. I don't yeah, like he can that. eat it. <laughs> but thank, thank thanks for bringing that up. That adds a little flair. <laughs> if you've made it to the end of this podcast, you got a little special treat. This is like end credits at the end of a Marvel movie, yeah. right? <laughs> if, if you if when people start hearing us talk about the tickets, they're like, "Oh well, I heard this earlier. I can shut off." And then there'll be other people who maybe made it to the end and said, "Hey, did you wait till the end and see what happened with Don with Mark Capola talking about Dante Whitner getting Grandma riled up?" Yeah, I love it. I like how of all the stories you've written, all the tweets you put out there, Mark's favorite was, you know, I'm with you on that Dante Whitner beef. <laughs> hey, hey, different, hey, different things resonate. Yeah. Agrees. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, I have a portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, good luck with the event on Thursday. Thank you so um, much. 
Thank you. So I'm much. going to be watching one way or the other. I hope I can make it. I'm, I yeah, take my son. Uh, I, I do have a work obligation, yeah, like but it. if I can get out of it, I'm going to be there. Uh, and uh, it sounds really cool. And thanks for stopping by and talking to us about it. Thank you guys so All much. Right, thanks for having us. Great seeing you, Jonah, too. All right. See you guys. See you, Jonah. CTBK is more than just a full service accounting firm. They are one team with an innovative approach to accounting and rise to each new challenge with collaborative problem-solving skills. CTBK goes above and beyond by lending helping hands in the Buffalo and Niagara community through volunteer work and donations and has partnered up with Victory Sports for 2020 and 2021 to keep kids in the community active. The professionals at CTBK are determined to help individuals and businesses succeed. Whether a large corporation, a small business, or somewhere in between, call CTBK at 716-630-2400. Again, 716-630-2400, and see what CTBK's one-team approach can do for you.